श्रवनम डायरीज पॉडकास्ट हरे कृष्ण एवरीवन वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग टू रीड द भगवत गीता एज इट इज द बुक बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस अब भाई चरण अरविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी श्री लाभपाद चैप्टर 9 द मोस्ट कॉन्फिडेंशियल नॉलेज टेक्स्ट 13 महात्मनोदेविंगजिनल and inexhaustible hmm. purport in this verse the description of the mahatma is clearly given the first sign of the mahatma is that he is already situated in the divine nature he is not under the control of material nature and how is this effected that is explained in the 7th chapter one who surrenders unto the supreme personality of godhead shri krishna at once becomes freed from the control of material nature that is the qualification one can become free from the control of material nature as soon as he surrenders his soul his soul to the supreme personality of godhead So this is the the test for all of us, right? Are we surrendering ourselves to our material destiny and are in control, under control of material nature and karma and everything like that, or if we surrender our soul to the supreme personality of Godhead, we become free from the control of material nature. but we're talking about full surrender right that is the preliminary formula so this is the formula of freedom actual freedom from material nature being marginal potency as soon as the living entity is freed from the control of material nature he is put under the guidance of the spiritual nature So what is that guidance of the spiritual nature that Shrimati Radharani right The guidance of the spiritual nature is called Daivi Prakriti divine nature So when one is promoted in that way by surrendering to the supreme personality of Godhead one attains to the stage of great soul Mahatma The Mahatma does not divert his attention to anything outside Krishna because he knows perfectly well that Krishna is the original supreme person the cause of all causes I remember one time Charudeshna Prabhu was giving class Charudeshna Prabhu is this incredible incredible speaker uh Ramachari and uh, he oh wait he took sanyas already he is now his name is bhaktivedanta swami maharaj no bhaktivedanta sadhu swami maharaj yes very wonderful preacher and he was saying something like uh we should not i mean he was 
that lecture that I'm referring to, he was saying that uh, uh, don't try to idealize devotees. Like, don't think that devotees should be ideal. Devotees should be real. And in the same class, he was saying that uh, some um, fellow brahmacharis were really like complaining, complaining in the, in the sense that, you know, trying to be brahmacharis, trying to think about Krishna day and night, but then you go into the public transport when you're going on book distribution, and then some, like, somebody plays this mundane song about some girl who is like dying out of, you know, her uh, lust after, you know, some lover of hers. And Charudeshna Prabhu, Bhaktidan Sadhu Maharaj, he was saying that, you know, we can't, you know, isolate ourselves from the material world, but we can see it in connection with Krishna that this particular singer is singing something, but deep, deep, deep inside, they're actually singing for Krishna, because Ahameva Samevagrei, you know, to see everything in connection with Krishna is reality. So then, here, when Prabhupada says Mahatma does not divert his attention to anything outside Krishna, he knows perfectly well Krishna is the original Supreme Person, the cause of all causes. The only thing we can do that is if we actually see everything, everything in connection with Krishna, not just isolate ourselves. And this is something that I believe that when I was growing up, my parents, they really helped me in that way that uh, I know that some um, uh, fanatic devotees not fanatic, they were just didn't know how to properly apply this principle like in the 90s in Moscow, in Petersburg also the parents would completely isolate their children from the material world and they would think that this is a good idea because the child is, you know, like protected the child is, you know, like... Um, you know, safe from Maya. But then these kids would grow up and the first thing they do is they snap and they go on a roller coaster around material nature and they can't connect to Krishna because they've never been exposed to it and because they've never been trained to see everything in connection with Krishna as a kid. So, and for some, for some reason, like, the most kids who grow up in Krishna consciousness that I've seen are like the sanest one, the most like balanced ones, are the ones who have seen spiritual life and material life side by side. And intelligently, they chose the spiritual life and they see material life in connection with the spiritual. And there's no way, no other way in that way. I mean, if we are raising Rishyashringis, right? Rishyashringi never knew what is a woman. Who is a woman? He didn't know. Rishashringi was like peacefully living with his father and it was working out until you know what happened. So Prabhupada writes, there is no doubt about that. About it. Such a Mahatma or great soul develops through association with other Mahatmas, pure devotees. Pure devotees are not even attracted by Krishna's other features, such as the four-armed Mahavishnu. They are simply attracted by the two-armed form of Krishna. They are not attracted to other features of Krishna, nor are they concerned with any form of a demigod or of a human being. 
So this attraction to Krishna, meaning you're not concerned with any form of a demigod or of a human being. Yeah. Some people have weakness in the demigods, some people have weakness in human beings, some people have weakness in demigods in the form of human beings. <laughs> yeah. They meditate upon they meditate only upon Krishna in Krishna consciousness. They're always engaged in the unswavering, unswavering service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness. Unswerving is this from the word like not being swayed? Okay, I'll need to check dictionary. Yeah, so it means steady, constant, not becoming weakened, meaning like not changing. Unswerving service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness. There are many situations where our service becomes swerved. <laughs> Is that how you use that word? But our service becomes weak. Like, for example, my Guru Maharaj always said that um, there are devotees, like a Prabhu and a Mataji. Like, uh, a man and a woman. They're both engaged in service day and night. And then they get married. And then you don't see them. You don't see both of them for years. And I, when I heard that in the lecture of my Guru Maharaj, I was like, wow, yeah, why? Is this because of Maya? Is this because of illusion? Na, 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 na. And then uh, I got married. And I literally like disappeared from everybody's radar for a couple of years. Now, now I understand. <laughs> I have Vigyana. I have realized knowledge. Uh, I understand what happened, but I will quote Karuna Chandra Prabhu again, uh, who said that uh, when you get married, you become stupid for some time. Because, you know, like for a long time, you've been like a brahmachari or a brahmacharini, and, uh, you know, you've been controlling your senses, dedicating yourself fully in devotional service. Then you get married, then you become stupid. And then uh, you become, after a couple of, like, you know, different people have different time frame. Then you become more intelligent than you were before you got married. And I was like listening to that. And I'm like, yes, Karuna Chandra Prabhu, this is so true. Because, you know, you get so overwhelmed with the routine of the household life. And there's this person with whom you can talk day and night who is interested in you and you're interested in him and then you know you have your own little world and another thing is that you know these two different worlds they're kind of becoming one just like you know there's a, a yellow paint there's a blue paint you mix it up it becomes green so that merging of the two worlds is starting to happen but then after it's done after you've already um you know you get used to each other, then you can peacefully do service together. And then you come back and, uh, in the words of Taylor Swift, and I come back stronger than the 90s trend. <laughs> you know, you come back stronger. Yeah. So, in this way that sometimes, like, um, how to serve in a way that this, um, how do you call it? The, um, 
Napor, как это in, in Russian, I know how to say it in English, I'm not sure. You know, when, when you're opening the tap of the water, you open it, or, you, or if you like open the flame of the, like, you know, your gas stove, how to keep the flame burning in the same, you know, like, uh, same, um, I don't know this word, same, okay, let's go with a tap of water, how to open the tap in the way that the strong um, flow of water is there, not that here Prabhupada says unswerving, it means that constantly there is a strong flow of the water, you know, the water is flowing with great uh, uh, speed, mass, you know, not that you open the tap and then you close and then it's a tiny, 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 you know, like a spring of water, how do you call it? So in the same way, I feel that, uh, not I feel, my husband told me that uh, some things, things that can break, will break and should break. Sometimes we um, build our Krishna consciousness based on some temporary temporary um, reasons and when they break we're like why would I need Krishna consciousness now for example if you came to Krishna consciousness just because there are nice people in Krishna consciousness and then you meet a devotee who is not very nice then that base of your Krishna consciousness is broken and then you're like well I better go to the material world because there are nice people right So how to achieve that unswerving service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness is by, I believe strongly, that if you have a strong connection with your spiritual master and with Srila Prabhupada and with Krishna, like basically Guru, Krishna and you. I, when I was like 15, I remember that there was a crisis in uh, my family. Was I 15? Was I? Yeah, it was like 15, 16. Uh, there was a crisis in my family, and uh, I remember that at that time I kind of um, separated myself mentally from my parents because I felt that that kind of, uh, uh, you know, support, uh, it's not. it was not there at that time. And I remember that, you know, in geometry they say that Uh, a triangle is a steady figure triangle why because you know like you know every carpenter knows that if you want to hang a shelf you have to put one um, one stick of wood you know there's a wall there's this flat shelf and there's one stick so it creates triangle if you have a square you can press on it and you know it may break But a triangle is a very steady figure. So I remember that I was writing in my diary that you know, my triangle is me, Shri Guru, and Krishna. Like that. Of course, we also have Guru, Sadhu, and Shastras. This is a triangle. It's very steady. So I believe all of us have to find their own ways of how to be that, how to engage in that unswerving service of the Lord. What keeps you steady? What keeps you your flame, you know, always high? What keeps your tap of water always flowing vigorously? What keeps you doing that? And then you 
find it and then you kind of build on that okay all right so we're just going to stop here for today and tomorrow we shall read the next verse uh verse 14 starting with satatam kirtayantamam Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare.